up. Not much. How are you? I'm glad we both saw the same thing. Check it out. I'm Woo. an old guy with a concert tape. <laughs> hey, I'm Obi. That's it. And we are drinking from the garden hose. Your favorite podcast. Okay? Wherever you get your podcast. Remember to like us, download us, share us, all that good stuff. And hey, I did the opening right this week. Ed, how are you? Doing great, Obi. Uh, we are recording on a different day, so hopefully I'm not all out of sorts, but I think I, I should be good. I'm uh, rested and ready to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, so usually, folks, you know, we record midweek. Sometimes it's late as Thursday or as early as Tuesday, but we are on the weekend uh, before football Sunday even starts. So we are we are living our uh, craziest life. Um, and we'll be sober, so uh, this will be interesting. Obi sober. Ed doesn't have a beer in his hand. And, you know, we don't have video, but you guys don't know how odd that is. <laughs> yeah, and Obi, I'm wearing my concert shirt from Guns N' Roses. We we've talked about this on on the pod before. And you know, when you spend forty five dollars on a cotton t shirt that you know costs two dollars to make, you got to find ways to wear that thing other than to the concert. So I am wearing it today. And uh, you had said something interesting. At least I'm a fan, right? What do you mean by that? Well, before we go there, I'm, I'm seeing you in this shirt. And now uh, just I can see why you got so molested. It, it was the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I was wearing the shirt when my rear end was so viciously grabbed. So I don't know if this is true, but the um, the knock on the kids these days is that they wear classic band shirts. Guns N' Roses is the prime example. Uh, but they're not fans of that band. They don't know the music at all. Uh, they're just wearing some shirt uh, from a, a previous era. Maybe they got it at Spencer's or something, and they don't know. Now, I know our generation. We used to wear. You know, we were we were Led Zeppelin was broken up by the time I had my first Led Zeppelin shirt. But I can tell you all about their music. So, have you had the experience where kids are wearing shirts from bands and they don't know nothing? Well, yeah, absolutely. I got two kids, right? So what one of the things I've noticed is, first of all, like H&M, Spencer, like all these, it's hip to sell like retro concert shirts. So like my kids have Nirvana. They have, a, they had actually had a Metallica shirt before they ever went to Metallica, Rolling Stones. Um, you, so you name it, they got concert shirts. So what struck me when you mentioned that is, is that um, my youngest daughter went to high school a couple of weeks ago and, and she stole her older sister's Rolling Stones shirt and she was wearing it and her world history teacher calls her out in the middle of class and says, by the way, I have a rule. I want everyone to, it's like the first week of school. I have a rule. I want everyone to know Alex stand up and Alex stands up wearing a Rolling Stones shirt. And he says, if you're going to wear a concert shirt in my classroom, you need to know at least three songs because if you don't, you're getting detention. <laughs> and and uh, so he gave Alex a pass. Alex did not know three Rolling Stones songs, which is embarrassing, by the way. It's embarrassing as a Rolling Stones fan. But so that's what struck the chord is that, yeah, obviously it's a thing that kids wear concert shirts and don't know anything about the band. So here, I'm going to give my take on this. If you, first of all, it is conceivable, let's be honest, that you could get a shirt that has a saying and a picture and not even know it's a band, right? Like you could be like, oh, like, I love that cross with the skulls like you have there going on with the Guns N' Roses. I don't know what Guns N' Roses means, but I like that picture. So it's possible a kid could literally buy a shirt they see, a printed shirt, without even understanding the reference. But if the child does understand the reference, I kind of like that 
especially in history, the history teacher's position. Because go back before you, you like that shirt, go back, find three songs, listen to three songs. It's a little history. It's a tiny bit now. It's art history or music history, but still a little history. So as a math teacher, I find that rule a little harsh. But as a history teacher, just do your homework. Then wear your Banshee shirt and, and give me three Banshee songs. So, I, I, well, I wouldn't wear a Banshee shirt because I, I don't know three songs. But here's the thing. Uh, when her older sister actually originally bought the Rolling Stones shirt. So it's kind of ironic that it was the Rolling Stones that she was wearing. She stole it from her sister. I remember she came home from H&M that day with the Rolling Stones shirt. Showed it to me. I'm like, do you know any Rolling Stones songs? And she's like, no, I don't. I said, well, sit down. So here's the great thing about technology, right? So in the old days, we would have had to take out all of our vinyl and that would have just been, or even CDs. And it would just been ridiculous. But instead, I was able to just pull up Amazon Music and we were able to go through like Rolling Stone song after Rolling Stone song. And we were, and actually, I think she got home from the mall kind of late that night. It might've been like close to nine o'clock. I think we were up until like 11, just listening to Stone songs. Now that, that was a pretty cool moment as a dad to like spend two hours listening to the Rolling Stones and like educating your kid. So the older one knows three songs, but the younger one, no dice. No dice. So either she's never going to wear the shirt again, or she's going to listen to make you do that with her too. Yeah. So the, so the other thing about this history teacher, he's probably a pretty cool, well, he also used to coach the boys basketball team. So that there lies that he's probably a pretty cool guy because he knows the sport of basketball, but he, uh, Alex also wore my, and this this was cool because Alex got this right. Wore my Rutgers Univers Rutgers football national champions 1869 shirt to school last week. <laughs> and uh, because if you don't know, Rutgers won the national championship in football in 1869. And so I have a shirt to celebrate that. Alex stole it from me, wore it to school. So you, you get a, a a theme here with Alex. She doesn't yeah, wear yeah. her own clothes, she just steals people's clothes. It saves so, you money, man. Saves you money. Well, no, because we still buy her clothes. The problem is she doesn't know how to do her laundry. So what happens is she wears her clothes and then instead of washing them when she has no clothes, she just goes and takes other people's clothes. So, I mean, I guess for her, it's a great system. But so the, the teacher, again, says, Alex, do you understand the significance of your shirt? And this time she did not fail the quiz. This time she said, absolutely. Rutgers is the birthplace of college football. And he goes, you're right. And do you know who they played? She goes, absolutely. They beat Princeton. So I'm really excited that my daughter knows that part of history, maybe not the stones, but uh, he even said, you're going to have to, he teaches a sports history class at the high school. And he's like, you're going to have to come in and, and teach my, uh, the, the students in that class about the birthplace of football. Excellent. And the sports history class. That's awesome, by the way. Uh, shout out to your high school system there for having a sports history class. Did I ever tell you they have a sports media class too, where they do all the graphics for the varsity games. So the athletic director has these graphics. It's game day and he tweets them out like and who they're playing. It's, and the kids do all that too. And then, oh. and they also cover the games and then they like take videos and they tweet them out, put them out on their Facebook page as well. So they have a whole thing there. So high school's not like it was when we were there. No, no, they, no one's driving around a clunker in uh auto shop. <laughs> just like, I got my license <laughs> crashes in the parking lot. I'm not even sure they have shop anymore. That's the thing. Like, I don't think you get to make wooden candle holders anymore in, in, in high school, but you get to do cool stuff with sports media. So I, I think it's better. I think we've progressed, but no more wooden candle holders. Like, I don't have one wooden candle holder in my house. My kids never made me shit in school. Uh, either did mine. 
Either did mine, but I have a collection of playbills from all of the shows they've helped produce and build. So that's kind of a shoppy thing. So yeah, my parents, believe it or not, I think still have shit hanging in the house that I built. <laughs> I I have, you know what? I, I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, you can see I'm looking slightly off camera. My son built uh, a shelf at in his one of his college classes uh, that he brought home, and I'm eventually going to hang up on the wall. As a okay. useful shop. So, so what, and I got to be careful what I'm about to say here because I'm going to give somebody an idea. And so I have to be very careful, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, a number of years ago, about four years ago, my father cleaned out his attic and he showed up at my house with like his car filled with all my shit that was in his attic. And he goes, here, it's yours now. Deal with it. Like I had, you know, trophies, scrapbooks, all sorts of stuff that I just left at my parents' house. My dad's like, here you go. So, I had that happen much earlier because, you know, my parents moved. Uh, oh, right. Okay. So yeah. that's why. Yeah. yeah. My two parents bins, are still in the house. Two bins of stuff here. It's yours now. Plus a stack of paperwork, like paper. I don't know. Like my selective service card type of paperwork. And, and that's in a drawer. So maybe my kids will get my crap or, or who knows. We'll see how that works. Yeah. So, so anyway, I get all this stuff dropped off. And again, most of it, I just chuffed. Right. But, uh, what I'm surprised he didn't drop off is like all the shit I made in shop. He's using, still there. It's he's still using there. It. He's using it. Bob's using it actually. I think it's been on the wall for so long that they don't even realize that I made that. <laughs> that it's on the wall. <laughs> because I have a sneaky suspicion if they realize, by the way, they listen to this podcast and I have a sneaky suspicion that in about a week and a half, this shit is going to be dumped on my front door. <laughs> but you know well hey you know more stuff for you to get rid of yes 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 okay so I, obi yes yes go well for you're it. you were gonna go somewhere you're the host you go i just uh, i don't know that i'm the host but uh, i didn't have a good segue so so obi works you and i have a returning brother we're called beaker on facebook we went to Rutgers together and he was at the Rutgers game this week. And you and I saw his pictures and his comments and I believe had the same response. What was your response to our brother Beaker? Well, so first of all, I mean, I mean, this is a great topic because we both have kids going to school. Now, you're lucky that your kid goes to your alma mater, so you're not conflicted. But I have a daughter who doesn't go to my alma mater, right? But I'm a huge Rutgers fan, if, if those of you don't know that. And so yesterday, Rutgers played Virginia Tech. And uh, Brother Beaker has got three kids in college. One goes to um, Michigan, I believe. The other one goes to Virginia Tech. And the other one goes to NJIT, right? So none of them are Rutgers. None of them are his alma mater. And yesterday, the Virginia Tech son came back to Jersey because they live in Jersey. And they attended the game together, Rutgers versus Virginia Tech. In my mind, nice little rivalry, you know, dad, Rutgers, son, Virginia Tech, little bragging rights. But no, Beaker went full Vatech. He was wearing a shirt, the hat. I mean, he was all in on Vatek. And um, I don't know. I kind of threw up in my mouth when I saw that picture. Yes. So we agree. Um, look, I you can root for Vatek the other 10, 10 weeks and uh, be super excited if they make a bowl game or win a national championship. Uh, look, with Michigan, that's a tougher – that's even a tougher sell because Michigan is a true national power. But – when you're at the home stadium that you went to and you celebrated that, that is rough to, to wear 
your kid's colors. Good for your kid. I guess your kid is, is happy for you. But what do you do then when you got VTech versus Michigan? What's going to happen then? So I, I, I did too. I was like, you're, where, you're, you're dressed wrong, man. You're going to run. I, I was hoping he was going to run into you. I was waiting for that picture is what I was actually hoping for. Oh, if like I ran into him? Yeah. Oh, I mean, because as it is, you know, I couldn't control myself. I did put a, a comment on the picture. I said, oh. you, I said you disappoint me greatly. <laughs> um, so I would have said that and more if I saw him in person. So I took I took this whole concept like like because I was I mean, listen, you go. Listen, whether you're into sports or not, it's another thing. Right. But clearly is he's at the game. If you went to Rutgers or any school, if you went there, that's your team. Unfortunately, you're stuck with them. You're stuck with them. You can't just change because you pay the bill at another school for your kid. I mean, I mean, have some, have a spine, have a backbone. So, so I put this out on Twitter because I, 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 I was thinking to myself, am I just the only one crazy one here? So I put it out on Twitter, and uh, you know, most Rutgers fans obviously agree with me that the fraternity brother probably lost his Rutgers card, right? But, but some people said, oh, I have friends like that who have ne- who went to RU who now root for their kids' schools because they pay the bills there and they feel as though that's the right thing to do or something weird. That's just weird to me. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, well, I, look, up until that school plays your alma mater, I'm all in on that. Heck, my kid almost went to Tulane. It was I my number one choice for him. I root for Tulane now in many instances. And he, and he almost went there. But... It's Rutgers or bust every other time. You know, every time I fill yeah. out, and look, anytime I fill out an NCA bracket, but if the years that Rutgers get, when Rutgers got in, I give them an extra win over what my brain says. So I, the women, every time they're in the NCAA, I have them winning the whole thing. Now, I'm a bit of a homer there, and I'm okay with that, more so than even with professional sports. Like, that's where you went. Like, that's, that's a tie to it. Um, yeah. No. I, I I agree. And this whole thing about because you're paying the bills at your kid's school. Well, I, unless you were fortunate, I paid the bills at my school. <laughs> so I paid them at both places. Like, I, I don't I, I mean, obviously, I'd help. I, I Again, my parents listen to this. I don't want to get in trouble. I have absolutely had a lot of help, but I had a big balance when I got out. But yeah, I don't get it. And, you know, somebody. So I am in a unique situation, though, right? Because, you know, my situation, my, my daughter goes to another school, but she plays on one of the teams. So Somebody said to me on Twitter, oh, does his kid play on the Vatek team? Like, like that is the only caveat. Like, if your kid... 100% agree. 100% agree. playing for Virginia Tech against your alma mater, you are allowed to root for Virginia Tech in that game. Yes. And I think you're allowed to root for Virginia Tech in every game that your kid is playing in. As soon as they graduate, you have to go back to rooting for Rutgers against Virginia Tech. That's my rules. Um, and, you know, of course, it's my podcast, so it's my rules. Yeah, that I am going to say if your kid is an active athlete in um, either basketball or football, you can take that school on as your new school. Now, to Tom Anir, who gave his real name, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, you, can, you can't say his nickname. His real name is better than his nickname. I mean, we'll get fined by the FCC if you give his nickname. Right. So it's not, it's not Beaker, that's for sure. <laughs> So, so he like his situation. His his kid is is in a, is a Division One athlete at Penn State for track. So for the time being, he can be a Penn State fan. But afterwards, 
I think at least in football, he should probably go back to uh, RU. But I, you know, I haven't seen him root for a college game other than his son at all. You know, so. But his situation is a little different where it's uh, well, he's he's an artist. He doesn't even know sports. Like he's the like you know. Oh come on! Now now that man's a huge Buffalo Bills fan, and he does seem to talk a good football game. So I'm going to disagree with you. He's able to combine his arts with sports. You think so? You think he knows what he's talking about, or you think he just reads something and then he he cut, cut and pastes it and puts it on Facebook to make it sound like he knows what he's talking about? If he's doing that, he's read enough that he's absorbed some. Okay. Through osmosis, apparently. If, if nothing else, through us, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he is a real, true, diehard member of the Bills Mafia. Uh, and he might be one of those people who knows specifically about his own team and only his own team and the other 30. He, But no, I think he is a diehard, real-life Bills Mafia fan, artist or not. Yeah, that whole Bills Mafia thing is weird. Um, anyway, this isn't a sports podcast, so it was more about uh, – Fandom, alma mater. I think we discussed that, right? So, I, no, I'm going to stay on this subject with okay. you because now okay. you you have a I have a tough situation because although you went to Rutgers, New Brunswick, your daughter will be playing Rutgers Camden. <laughs> well, and Rutgers Newark, by the way. And okay, so the two satellites, and now that's a different situation altogether. Uh, uh, can, uh, uh, <laughs> in, in four or five years, can you be a, a fan of? your daughter's school against those satellites uh, after she's left. Okay. So th- this goes down a whole other path, right? Because um, I'm a, sno- I'm a Rucker snob. I don't know if you are, but it's really interesting to me that when I meet people throughout the state of New Jersey and they hear that I went to Rutgers, they're very quick to say, Oh, I did too. And then they quickly say, not all of them. Some actually went to New Brunswick, but some say, yeah, Rutgers Newark or Rutgers Camden. Listen, I'm a snob. If it's not Rutgers, New Brunswick, you didn't go to Rutgers. I'm sorry. Don't even try passing that off. You went to Rutgers, Newark. That's a one. That's like one word. Rutgers, Newark. Rutgers, Camden <laughs> is one word. It's not Rutgers at Newark, right? Like so. So that's how I feel about it, anyway. Right. <laughs> so, so since I feel that way, Rutgers, Newark is not Rutgers. I. It, they just happen to have a name. It's like. Notre Dame Fairfield or Notre Dame West Haven. It's not the same school. It's Notre Dame in different locations, right? So Okay. Yeah. All right. That's how I feel. I have no I have no problems with that. And and by the way, like if you know, I'm if my daughter's school played Rutgers in any sport other than the sport she is playing, I would root for Rutgers. I'm that clear on my allegiance. And I happen to know that you are. Like, that's really not uh you know. You, I, I think the the worst thing that possibly could have happened to you would have Sam been group one level athlete and ended up going somewhere other than RU. That would have yeah, been like like Penn State. Like so, my younger daughter, you know, she tells me she's going to go play Division One athletics and asks, you know, what happens if I go to Penn State? And I told her flat out, I will disown you um, for four years. We won't talk because if you choose to go there, then that's a that that's like a personal affront to me. Yeah, Sorry. but that that that's your younger daughter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She she ain't afraid of you. True, which is why she'd probably welcome the opportunity to not talk to me for four years. <laughs> yeah, she's like 
I may have I may have just driven her into wanting to go to Penn State. I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah. And we actually just had this conversation yesterday. She was I'm like, no, she's like, you you would really stop talking to me. I'm like, yeah, I would. <laughs> she's like, she's like, hallelujah. I'm like, you know, I don't want you going to that school. If you go to that school, I am not talking to you. But yeah, so I'm not normal. I get it. Most people would be like, well, it's your kid's choice. Well, yeah, it's their choice. Their choice to talk to me or not talk to me. I mean, it's simple. I'm not taking the choice away from her. I'm just putting parameters around the choice. Simple. Uh, yeah, simple. Uh, every choice has pros and cons. And, and one of the pros is you don't have to talk to her anymore. Right. And I also think one of the great things in leadership is setting proper expectations, right? There's not, You shouldn't have surprises. So I don't want my daughter to find out after I move her in, I'm not talking to her. I want her to know ahead of time. Just so you know. By the way, I don't even think I'd move her in. I'd have her find a moving company to move her in. I'm not, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even step foot on that campus. Wouldn't okay. happen. All right. Okay. Glad we've, we've established that. Uh, but what about she goes to the school that uh, she initially said she wanted to go to? Uh, the one you're going to give her these thousand dollars if she makes it in. Oh, Florida State? Yeah. That's her, that's her other dream school. Then she tells me, Florida State, no, she's got a top three right now, which is it's Florida State, Clemson, and Washington. I'm like, okay. you I'm like, you realize none of those are close. <laughs> like you never like I'll talk to you, but I'm not gonna see you. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I she's delivering the message loud and clear. Loud. Yeah, and I think she's picking up on it. Yeah. She's, got a, she's got a top three of Florida State, Clemson, and Washington. She's like, okay. Right. Nowhere They're, near here. Good. She's like, well, South Carolina is the closest. I'm like, yeah, it's like an eight-hour drive. That's not close. Okay. Yeah, so, but we'll see where she goes. Um, you know, kids, she's only in ninth grade, right? So she's got a lot right. of time to figure it out. Yes, yes. And for all you know, it could end up being volleyball and another and in the end, so. It could be. And uh, then it would be probably Nebraska, Wisconsin, you know, all the tops, right? Oh, Louisville. Louisville's an, oh, she's a big Louisville fan, actually. So it would be Kentucky. Okay. Which that's not close either. No, no, she doesn't. Ed, Ed, she is telling you, entering her first year of high school, these are the last four years I'm going to be around you. That's what she's telling you right now. Oh, that's I think change. She made think it clear. So. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, she may change her tune. We'll see. But yeah, yes. yeah. That's, that's her definite message. Yeah, yeah. She's not afraid of, uh, of, at least setting expectations for her parents as well. Right, because her father has told her setting expectations is important part of being a good leader. So she is setting those for you now. Listen, setting goals, work ethic. I'm a real peach to be around. <laughs> All right. You were going to try to segue away from sports. I kept it on sports, kept it on your kids. Is there another topic you were about to drop the ball on? No, I was just trying to get out of sports and get back on making fun of Beaker. That's all. Oh, you know, oh. As I said on Twitter, and, and and this might be the last thing we need to say, but as I said on Twitter, I said, you know, this is the same guy who lit shots of 151 on fire and then spilt them all over himself. So clearly judgment is, you know, isn't his strong suit. All right. So that, that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you spilt them all over him? No, 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 no. It was a empty bottle and he was trying to light the fuse. And instead of putting his arm side uh, perpendicular, he put it right in the line of literal fire. <laughs> Either way, judgment. That's not good judgment. Well, if you had just been drinking a lot of, uh, of, of drinks mixed with Everclear, what would your judgment be? <laughs> well, 
that's the judgment part right there. Not to drink a lot of drinks with Everclear in the first place. Okay. All right. Proper judgment. I, yeah. So, but by the way, the tweet is much better the way I wrote it about lighting them on fire and then spilling them on himself as opposed to the way you just told it. So again, we'll as I've said, the truth gave the way of a good but, story. Good there story. Is. Exactly. Exactly. And I think most of our listeners know that about me. Yes. Yes. But I, I was just setting the record straight on this one. Okay. Because I, I knew it and I had the record. Yeah. That's all. And we did give feedback on the last episode that that story about my car getting urinated on was a story that I hadn't, I hadn't even told some of, I didn't even tell my roommate. Like I, I never told anybody that story apparently. Oh, I got, feed, I got feedback on that story also. You're not going to like this feedback, but I got <laughs> feedback on that oh, story. Oh, of course. What do I ever like any of the feedback, Obi? It's always anti-Ed feedback. The, the, it wasn't anti-Ed as much as that was an escalation, but an appropriate escalation was the feedback I got. It was an appropriate escalation. And this person thought that, you know, not that it was even, it was not even, but it was an appropriate escalation. Which means that I should have escalated on top of that. Like I should have lit his car on fire. Uh, you, you either A, could have escalated <laughs> or B, said, eh, we're e- you know, you're ahead, but I'm going to live with it. Or C, hold the grudge. Yeah, right. I, and I, so funny story on that. You're right. And I choose C. So I, I don't know. When you were in school studying for the SAT, did you ever hear the story like always guess C? C is the most often uh, answer on multiple choice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it when in doubt, guess C. Yeah. So I always tell my kids that, right? Always tell them that. Hey, just guess C. Like if you don't know what you're doing, guess C. So my youngest daughter gives me a lecture the other day when she gets out of she goes oh dad by the way just want you to know i listened to you and i guess c and it was the wrong answer i'm like well you were guessing you were screwed anyway don't blame me i for all of those students out there who who have heard this story it doesn't matter what letter you guess but Today, pick a letter and always use it because statistically, you have a better chance of always picking one and having it land than you trying to guess while it's moving itself. So pick a letter, use that letter, whatever letter it's going to be. I also use C, but pick one and use it. My little test-taking tip uh, here on drinking from the garden hose. Yeah, C, I'm not wrong. Pick C. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And you know but what? it could be A. What you're saying is it could you're saying it could be A, just always pick A. Yeah. Pick your letter, stick with that letter for life. You know, just same with your coin flip. Pick one and, and stick with that for life. If you're a tails person, be a tails person. If you're a heads person, that's how randomization works. You can't catch up. So you pick yours and hope it randomly lands on yours. Yeah, you know, as an engineering dropout, uh, we used to have those te- and you were in engineering school. Drop out as well. Yes. And uh, you know about the grades on the curve and how they try to fail us all out. And so there was always the joke at Rutgers about, at least in engineering, was could, did you beat the monkey? Right. So if there's four answers, the monkey would get 25. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. And there was actual conversations that I had with people about, did you beat the monkey? That's how hard these tests were. Like there was actually a conversation you could have that you could be close to 25. I remember there was a test, a chem test that 32 was a C slash D. So a 28 was failing, a 32 was passing. That was a real life test. 
Yes. Monkey monkey fails. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I might not have beat the monkey on that exam. I'm not sure. It's close. Yes. Yeah. No. No. I, I I remember the the curve being that low that somebody was like, I'm just going to pick a letter, and hope my letter comes up the most. Yeah. Because if I do, if I if I hit it right, I, I'm going to pass with a D and be out of here. So yes, absolutely. I, those chemistry classes in engineering were. A joke, not no joke. They were a joke. They were so hard. Up. I remember I failed it, and then I took it in the uh, community college, and easily got an A, like easily. Like it was like they, you could tell that what they were doing on those tests was not the same as what they were doing on the community college tests, which seemed harder because it wasn't it wasn't multiple choice. You had to actually know what you were doing. Yeah, but it was an easier test than the multiple choice test, where which is just like, uh, uh-uh, sorry. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think if you, unless you went to engineering school, I don't think anyone understands the the craziness of those exams. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone gets it. No. Like how ridiculous it was that you could get a thirty two and, and cruise with a C. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's that. That was the bell curve. The bell curve was so bad that the monkey barely failed. Yeah. yeah. Or Ed barely failed. That's my story. I barely failed every class. I <laughs> barely failed. Everyone I failed, I just barely failed it. It's close. That's because engineering school suck. And the charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. We're about to enjoy our week. Take care.